Matt. Welcome to the uh, Hustling with Houses podcast. How are things today, Matt? Very good. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. No problem at all. So for people who don't know you, Matt, who are you? Where are you from? And how did you get started? Absolutely. So my name is Matt Dare Edwards. Uh, I've got the Dare to Win Rent to Rent Mentorship Program. Um, I've been in property probably coming up to four years in February, actually, four years. Um, prior to that, I was a ship's captain uh, all over the world. Super yacht captain, commercial captain, uh, Med, Caribbean, Taiwan, Irish Sea, all over the place. Um, really, the, the thing that got me started was my wife used to work on the boats with me and she was the chef. So we were together 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it was uh, intense, shall we say. <laughs> but um, we moved back to the UK. She, she'd had enough of it, essentially. So we moved back to the UK, I think around about back in the 2016, early 2017. And I carried on going abroad, you know, going away at sea for various periods of time. And it just, I knew that I wanted more. You know, I'd seen the, the life of these super yacht owners. You know, I'd seen all of that and thought, I'm not going to do that just by you know, being on a boat stuck at sea all my life. So I looked into all sorts, uh, Amazon FBA, drop shipping, Forex trading, you know, got jumped on the old uh, NFTs bandwagon, all sorts of stuff, mate, absolutely all sorts. And then literally Facebook did its magic, put a uh, an advert for a, a free two day weekend property event, went to that and it was just like, bang, mind blown open, you know absolutely unreal and from there it was just how do i make it work how do i do it and it's uh, it's been non-stop ever since to be perfectly honest with you yeah i really resonate with that story about the amazon fba and the, and the forex i think everyone goes down the, the the mind hole of it and then luckily property is the one isn't it but um so what made did you just have enough of the, of the ships and stuff like that it sounds like a, a very lavish life from the outside looking in it is. And do you know what? Everyone, as soon as you say super yacht captain, everyone's like, oh, I like below deck, you know, and that's the first thing to go to. And you're like, yeah, but reality is, you know, and I say this about all the people that I know that are still out there, you know, you see them posted on social media, you know, stunning locations, gorgeous sunrises, gorgeous sunsets. And you're like, yeah, but I know why you're taking a photo at sunrise. It's because you've been up for an hour already, you know, cleaning, you know, doing whatever you need to do, prepping the boat it's it's a hard life it's a really hard life you know it's um you end up spending i mean i i spent i think it was nine months at one period away from home just on the boat you know see so friends your family everything it's just you, you that's it the boat is your life so long story short when we got back to the uk as i said i, I knew i wanted more and then we had a little girl um in 2019 and i just knew there and then i was like right I'm, I'm done you know i can't miss half a life so and i don't have to anymore that's uh that's the benefit yeah so obviously you come home you've done some soul searching trying to find what you want to do for x stuff yeah, like yeah. that um and property was the one did you know because i know you do a lot of, of obviously sa don't you did you know straight away that was going to be your path or no, do you know what? When I went to that two-day event, they were pushing everybody to go down the the sort of buy a two, three-bed house, turn it into a uh, HMO. You know mm. that that was the route that we were going down. Now, look, I'd I'd been surrounded by money in that industry, so you know numbers didn't really scare me. I didn't have the numbers, <laughs> you know, it wasn't in my bank account, but I'd been surrounded by it. 
you know you spend long enough in Monaco Harbour and you'll uh, you'll get used to stupid prices. But yeah. I came off that course and my instant thought was right. I need to do that, and then I just couldn't quite make it work. But I'm quite a practical person, quite hands on. I like you know years ago now I used to spend a lot of time sort of building my own furniture and that was another one I tried to do build and sell furniture you know all this sort of stuff um so I was like yeah okay there was a site not far from my house it was a an old pub car park and there was already planning permission on it to to build something like six houses turn the pub into a few apartments and I thought yeah let's do it I'd only been in property for about a month and I had absolutely no track record. It was never going to work, was it? Let's be honest. So I did. I mucked around probably for about six months trying this. Didn't work. Try that. Didn't work. And then, yeah, stumbled onto uh, a rent-to-rent mentorship program. Did that. That was specifically HMO. Got quite a few HMOs and then went on to, uh, I mean, everybody knows him, Ryan Luke. Um, I mean, he's out in Dubai now, but years ago he was still still UK based, did his SA rent to rent training, grew that side of it as well. And then I'd say probably early last year, I stopped growing the rent to rents and then did what anyone logically does in rent to rent and moves on to, you know, other projects, development projects, BRRs, things like that. So yeah, it's, yeah. it was, uh, it was a strange start to it all. But uh, yeah, we're here now. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Maku, I'll see you for um for coming out of the training, literally go thinking about, you know, six, yeah. you know, six apartments. That, that's some crazy stuff, but, um, but amazing still, like at least you've, you know, that's like a, a great mindset to have, isn't it? To just, you know, want to go out and do it. But, um, so where, where is it you operate then? Or are you sort of all over the UK? Have you got a certain sort of area you're in or? Yeah. So rent to rent wise, uh, it's predominantly been, cause my wife's from North Wales. We currently live in Chester. So it's predominantly been up, northwest area so you know as far as manchester down yeah. to Wrexham, that that sort of bit um we have recently because i've got a business partner now in york so we branched out to sort of yorkshire area um and we're we're sort of pushing that a little bit because at the moment we've got everything we've got the developments we've got businesses and we've got the rent to rent still on the go as well so we're growing each area of the business so but yeah predominantly northwest i'd say is uh, is our target for the rent to rent side I didn't realise you were so close, Matt. I, I'm only on the world, so I'm not too, yeah. too far from you at all. Um, Chester's a great place. I was there last weekend. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's a you have a few there, do you? Uh, I've got one in Chester. I actually had three, and, and this is why the reason for me starting the mentorship is because I took on quite a few deals through deal sources in the early days before I got mentors and things like that, and I got royally screwed over. Mm. You know, So... I've got a, not passion against sources, but passion against bad sources. Mm -hmm. You know, anybody in the industry will tell you, you know, as I'm sure you're aware as well, there are good sources and there are terrible sources. So that's why I started the whole mentorship program is to to teach people how to do it themselves rather than having to use a sourcer and risk that. But yeah, I I did have quite a few in Chester and, and unfortunately they didn't go to plan. You know, things do go wrong. You have mistakes, you have problems. And uh, we had to hand them back, but a lesson learned there, massive yeah. lesson learned, you know. Well, that, that, that's what I love about you, Matt. I've been following you for a while and, and you don't just post, you know, like a lot of trainers will, they tell you all the good stuff. And But I like the way you post. I noticed the other day you posted about being on the phone to the utility company for, 
three and a half hours or something silly and that that is the true that, that that's what it is it's it's things like that it's not just you know uh someone making a booking and then you get in the cash there's a lot that goes with it isn't there yeah absolutely and there's you know once a property is set up as you said there's a lot to keep it going you know mm. and then you have to factor in you know periodic refurbishments because style changes you know things get do get worn torn you know this that and the other so there is a lot of work behind it and this is all the mentees that i speak to all the mentees i've got rather and potentials that i speak to you know everybody has got this mindset and i know where it's come from it's come from the big training academies where rent to rent is an easy no money down property strategy when in reality it's not you know, mm. it does require money. Yes, there's deals out there you can find where you don't have to put anything down. You know, I've taken a few of those on. But generally, you, it does require money. And it isn't easy. You know, it's one of the property strategies where you get a lot of rejection. Mm. You know, if you want to buy houses, let's say you've just got summer cash and you want to go out and build a buy-to-let portfolio. That's easy. You know, you can go find deals all day long. With this, it's very different. You're constantly meeting barriers. You're constantly sort of meeting objections that you've got to you've got to deal with. So yeah, it's there is uh, you've got to have a lot of resilience in you to yeah. make sort of a successful business. So to someone start starting out, then would you say what sort of tips would you give? Would you say rent to rent is the is the way to someone starting out? So there's various ways to look at it. So if you're new to property, it's a very new venture to you. You haven't got a substantial amount of money in the bank you haven't got you know because again everybody says you can raise private finance yes you can but you have to have you have to have something to showcase in order for somebody to trust you unless they're family or friends so if you're not in that position then 100% rent to rent is is sort of the starting block but what i say to everybody is with rent to rent you need to look at it as just that a starting block you know, yes, you can make an entire business out of it that you never do anything else, but that's quite rare. You know, reality is, why would you do that? You know, mm. in my eyes, rent to rent is a sort of uh, a strategy where you get in, you get the financial freedom, you get out of whatever position you're in, whether you want to leave work or you want to sort your finances out or this, that, and the other. You sort yourself out in a relatively short space of time, let's be honest, you know. Mm. Um, and then from there, you build a following, you build a track record, you build experience to then go on to do BRR projects or, you know, development projects, buy to lets, whatever you want to do. Yeah. But it's always, you know, in, in my mind, it's always the first stepping stone. Yeah. And I, I like what you touched on there about raising finance. Like if you're not out there putting, it's a bit of a cliche again, what the training companies say, but um, sort of document your journey and stuff like that. But if you, if you're trying to raise finance and you've got, no posts or no track record you personally I, I i don't think it can be done um is that something you've done in your business have you have you raised finance from private investors yeah we've we've raised quite a lot to be fair um between myself and my business partners we've raised a substantial amount of money and you're completely right you know if you the old thing people need to know trust and like you and, and that is true and it, it that doesn't happen overnight you can't, you know, you see it all day long on, on Facebook and other social medias, people posting, you know, I've got this deal, I need a hundred grand, you know, this week. That's reality is that's your first post or it's your first week in property. It's it's not gonna happen. You know, the only way to do it that way is if it's somebody that already knows you. Yeah. You know, so friends, family, you know, whatever it is, 
then you've got you've already built that rapport you know they're likely to be your first investors so it is tough you know but it is achievable and there's there's two frames of thought when it comes to raising finance it's whether you get the deal first and you look for the money or whether you get the money first and you look for the deal now if you get the deal first and you're looking for the money i've done that countless number of times and countless number of times i've had to call the agent and be like really sorry can't raise the funds in time we've got to let the deal go you know and, and that's not one it's a you know it's not good for your reputation with that agent two it's not good for you because you you feel like deflated and it is just generally not a great way to do it but then to do it the opposite way where you raise the money first mm. that is achievable you know because people essentially are buying into you you know and you have to have an idea of what you're going to do with it you know to showcase this is my plan you know should we get this investment on board this is our plan but to do it that way in my mind you need to have some sort of track record to say look this is what i've done in the past you know and that can be rent to rent you know because you can showcase how you operate how you you know the standard of property that you like to keep you know your accounts everything you've got a track record yeah i don't know what your thoughts on this but i completely agree because i genuinely think the rent-to-rent model, even though it's looked at as a sort of beginner entry strategy, I genuinely believe it's one of the hardest strategies to to do. There's a lot of moving parts to it. There's a lot to maintain. You know, it's it's at the end of the day, it's not your your property mm. in, the, in the rent-to-rent space. So you've got to make sure that's looked after, and it's it's yeah, it's it's hard work. So. Is there any 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 tips that you would give? Just touching back on what we said, is there any tips you would give on raising finance on, on, on how someone would would go about it? I suppose it is, and, and we've already said this, but it is about documenting your journey. But mm. it's it's doing it in a way that you're consistently showing up. You know, it can't be just the odd post here and there. Um, a lot when my mentees come on board, one of the first things we do is we we review their social media platforms. Um, yeah. You know, if there's lads holidays or you know all this sort of out on the lash and things like that you know <laughs> that's that's got to go you know that's got to go yes it, it you know it does show that you're human but a lot of the time we need to sort of portray ourselves well but yeah it is it's starting conversations and this goes for anything you know whether it's property rent to rent raising finance whatever it is the more conversations you start the more likely you're going to get your outcome. So with the raising finance, tell everybody what you're doing. You know, yeah. with my mentees, even if they've never done anything with property before, you know, before, it's a case of, right, well, just tell everybody. Try and work into every single conversation that you have what you do because reality is you don't know who's got money and who hasn't, you know, because there's people out there that have got hundreds of thousands of pounds, great, but there's people out there that have got five, 10, 15, if you get five people with 10 grand, you've got 50 grand in the bank, you know? So it is just a, a process that you've got to follow. Stay consistent, keep turning up. I mean, you know, so showing up on social media can sometimes be a pain in the backside. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying my hardest to stay consistent, but there are the odd day where you're like, oh, this is hard graft, you know, yeah. but you've just got to keep going, keep doing that. That's it. I love what you said about um, obviously telling everyone what you do. It's, 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 it's another thing that people say, but we had Lauren Humbarn, um recently and she start, just started this year, already got an uh, investor on board and she was just basically telling people what she does. 
Mm-hmm. And where she found an investor, which was crazy, is a mums and tots group. Yeah. Which yeah. is absolutely, yeah. absolutely mental, but, you know, amazing as well. So yeah. I know you touched on uh, single lets and HMOs. So are you investing Are you investing for yourself now into single lets and HMOs? Is that what you're doing with the profits of your, your essays and stuff like that? Yeah, profits and, and uh, private investment as well. I mean, there's, you know, we've, we've bought one, uh, which... I've, I've titled project, I can't say it on here in case, but effed. Um, yeah, feel uh, free to say project. Yeah, well, there you go, project five. <laughs> we bought that, it was a great deal, you know, and, and had everything gone to plan. Our first exit strategy worked amazingly. You know, it was a simple little bungalow. We would have exited with about 70K, you know, even at that stage, option B and option C, you know, all three of our exits were absolutely brilliant, you know, so there was no way we could lose. And then it was just one thing after another, after another that went wrong, you know, and, and they were all outside of our control. You know, we do take, because you can't always blame everybody else, can you? So we do take responsibility for it, but there were a lot of things that were outside of our control that went wrong. And now, you know, we're in a situation where it's like, okay, we've got this property, it's only making, I think, about 100 quid a month, you know, when it should have made us 70K. And it's it's just one of those. You've just got to adapt to it. So that was uh, last year, I think that was. Um, and then I've been involved in various other projects. I mean, the one in Chester, you said you know Chester. So just through the, uh, just by the race course there, there was a, a gorgeous five-story Georgian townhouse. I got involved in that, um, you know, to uh, sort of, converted from what it was into apartments and now we're working on much much bigger projects which uh unfortunately are confidential at this stage so i can't can't share too much but you know we've gone from uh, a 270 grand bungalow to uh, multi-million pound deals um, and this is the thing this is all off the back you know I've, I've never went to university you know didn't particularly do that well at a levels you know, so I've not got the academic side. Yes, I've you know had a lot of life experience doing what I've done, but this has all just come through hard graft, starting at the basics, working through and just building that presence, building that profile and speaking to people, you know. It's amazing what you've done in, in such a short period of time. So now that you've, 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 you've got your money right, Matt, and you're, you're in a comfortable position, what is your favourite project to do? Is it HMOs? Is it still essays? Is it single lets what is your favorite projects to to do now at the moment i've got to say that my favorite day-to-day role is is the mentoring um you know that in itself and i I know that sounds like a sales pitch and this and the other but genuinely i've always had a passion for teaching people you know Mm -hmm. i grew up um obviously to do with the sea i was in sea cadets my entire childhood then became an adult instructor and i loved the the sort of instructing side of that then whilst I was abroad, you know, I used to love to teach guests how to sail or how to do this or any other. I looked into this, another one, trying to set up my own sailing school, you know, and, and so there's always been an entrepreneur in there. So now that I've got mentees and, and they, they're seeing results, you know, when I get a deal, great, I celebrate. But when they get a deal, it's like, oh, my God, you know, the energy they've got, I bounce off that and it's just, it's one hell of a feeling. And it spurs you on to go further. But personally, my projects, HMOs are more secure in my eyes, you know, when, when you're talking about rent to rents anyway, they're more secure because you can, if you're doing a good job, you can kind of predict your income for the entire year, you know, 
it's not as much as SA, but you can. SA is great for, for profits, but it takes a lot more work, you know, and I'm in a position now where I've offloaded all of my essays to a, a management company because it was just too much, you know, too much work for me to I automated as much as I could systemize as much as I could, but you still get the odd phone call from uh, guests at stupid o'clock, you know, or complaints yeah. from neighbors every, you know, every now and then. And it just, it wasn't why I got into property. So we've offloaded yeah. that. But at the moment, I think what I'm excited about the most is now the larger developments, you know, and, and I mean, there's uh, there's a mixture of all sorts involved in that, but I want to get involved more in the sort of apart hotel scene, mm. you know, because that I think you're benefiting from the SA, but then you've also got, obviously you're buying the assets, you've got the asset there. Um, so it just seems like a better, you know, the, the best route to go down for me. Yeah. It's an incredible journey you've been on that because going from, you know, starting four years ago rent to sa and now you're looking at you know development that's to me that's that's another level you've absolutely smashed it out the park with that and like touching on your mentees I, i've seen some of the numbers your mentees are doing they're, they're smashing it absolutely smashing it onto your onto your journey is there anything you would change going back i know you're big on education would you get would you get mentored earlier would you you know look at trainers earlier um, probably not because i throughout the past four years I've spent a lot on mentorship and training and in the early days, it was a case of spend on this course and I didn't get what I wanted from it. So I spent on the next one and then the next one and then the next one. And that's why I've sort of molded my training the way I have, because I've, I've seen all the bad training out there. You know, there's a yeah. lot of academies and training, you know, professionals out there, gurus that just, you come in, there's the information. I'll speak to you once a week. And you're back out the door in three months time and and to me that's not mentoring you know that's just you've paid for a course and you get to speak to somebody um so that's why i've molded mine the way i have but i think what i change is probably jumping out of work sooner because the reality is when you're sort of going down that route you know i, I was paid a fairly decent salary you know working offshore but when you're trying to do that plus you or whatever your day job is and you're trying to do property you're only giving it half the amount of energy and effort that it really needs you know particularly for me i was away for two weeks a month so i only really had two weeks to be able to give to it so i probably would have jumped earlier mm. and just you know it's it's a hard one because Reality is you need that financial security there to be able to allow you to jump. But then if you jump sooner, you can sort of push the business a lot quicker. So it, it's a it's a difficult one, but that's probably the one thing I would have done differently. Yeah, yeah. And I, I completely agree with you. And for you, it's obviously, it was obviously tough. You you know, you're, you're away two weeks and then you're back two weeks. You still need to cram in seeing your missus, your kid, you know, whoever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, which is tough. So back on to, to SA, then if I can just touch on that again, to you, what for someone starting out looking to get into essays, looking to do what you, you started to do and now, you know, where you are, what makes a good essay? Do you say, do you think? So this is quite an interesting one because obviously there, there's, I mean, there's so many people out there at the moment that are saying, well, rent to rent service accommodations dead, you know, don't get into it. It's not, 
I can tell you that categorically it's not. In my opinion, and this is just based on my portfolio and looking at what is performing the best, I would steer down the larger properties. Really? And away from apartments. And there's a reason to that. Yes, apartments are great. You know, you decorate them lovely. You, you do something like this in uh, in a few of the rooms and you... Uh, and you're, you're away, you know, you'll, you'll do really, really well. But when you look at the contractor market, that is sort of a sustainable source of income. And generally, bigger properties do better. You know, I've got one in Chester that was a four-bed HMO, student HMO. We took it on, converted it straight away to SA specifically for contractors. I mean, it's a HMO. It's not luxurious, you know, so we don't want holiday makers in there. Um, and that, to be fair, we've had that probably two and a half years now. And we've, I'd say in that entire period, we've had a maximum of about five weeks empty. Um, and it's just consistent. You know, we had one booking from February all the way through to the end of October. So, that's, you know. That, that, that's, that's incredible. So that would lead me on to my next question. Prior to, to moving up, moving with this property, did you know this was going to do well when you when you move forward with it, or was you you know obviously you had good expectations, but did you know it was going to do as well as it did? No, no. To be fair, that one we'd only predicted sort of half of what it's done, you know. Wow. Because I mean that that contractor booking that we had from February through till October. Now bear in mind that property rental wise only cost me, I think at the time because we've just increased the rent for the landlord. That rental was only eleven hundred quid. And their booking was for over five and a half grand a month. So that was absolutely ridiculous. Now, I can't take credit for that because, as I said, we've offloaded all of our SAs to management companies. So I, I've got to give them credit for that. But even taking into account their cut of the pie, you know, that is well beyond what we ever predicted it would do. And, okay, yes, it's been empty now for probably about two weeks. But reality is it's done so well this year. I'm not complaining. You know, we know we've got booking starting the start of January. We might look at putting a couple of people in over Christmas. We don't know. But, you know, just from one property, it's insane results. Absolutely insane. That's that's absolutely silly returns. That mm. makes you uh, question why you do single lets sometimes when you see numbers like that. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, that one, you know, I did all the painting and decorating. I think all in all, it cost me probably about three grand to get set up. And that was it. So, you know, there's there's deals out there. But the other issue as well I see with, with apartments, and I experience this with my portfolio, is with an apartment, you've generally got more neighbours. Mm. And particularly if you've got one beneath you, they are going to start getting funny with you. You know, mm. I mean... Somebody has to live there, but for some reason they think that anybody that's in an essay is an elephant and walking around with really heavy feet and you just get constant complaints. So, um, yeah, that's my sort of train of thought. They do work, but bigger properties are sort of where the money's at for me, definitely. Yeah. And say going, going right to the start then when you're just analysing a deal, what would be some tips to, to analyse a deal? How, 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 would, how would you analyse a deal? So this is, again, one of the first things I get my mentees to do, and it's it's not actually dive straight into looking at properties. In my eyes, you need to understand your area like the back of your hand. So first thing they do, obviously, is look within an hour of their house. You know, let's start local before we start venturing outside. 
locate areas that you think will work what's in there what amenities are there you know are there hospitals schools universities industrial estates you know whatever's there identify what that is and identify what demand there is going to be whether it's hmo or sa but then once you've identified that and you can use tools like spare room and things like that to quantify when you're talking about hmos what the demand is like airbnb uh airdna you can use things like that but they're not good enough on their own so i get all of my mentees to do a deep dive research on their area so they'll have to document absolutely everything so when we're talking about hmos if it's a one bed property what's the you know what's the going rate for a one bed property two bed what's the going rate three bed and then we go even further and we go okay if it's a five bedroom hmo with one bathroom what's your what's your room rate going to be if it's got two bathrooms what's your room rate and we go through in so much detail on the hmo side and then the sa side again you know you can pull all the information from air dna and, and things like that but by actually going through the map on on airbnb and booking.com and actually pulling the data out yourself you you learn it a lot better you understand it a lot better so again i get them to document you know weekly rate in january weekend rate in january same for february march april for a one bed a two bed three bed four bed five bed so there's a lot of research that goes into it at the start mm. and it can take you know a week or two to do that but by the end of that you are able to look on let's say right move gumtree wherever you look and you see a property a five bed hmo for example and you, you instantly, because you've done that research, you can go, I know exactly how much that can make. You haven't got to run numbers because the other thing I get them to do is to research what the bills are likely to be for a certain type of property and this, that, and the other. So they've got absolutely everything they need in front of them. So they can see a five bed HMO with two bathrooms, right? I know exactly what it's going to make. I know what it's going to cost. I know instantly whether it's a deal or not. So it's, that's the sort of, uh, train of thought I go down with my mentees but then also when you are trying to identify these places you're looking at the standard you know with rent to rent it's quite difficult to match the standard of somebody who let's say has bought a three-bedroom house and has turned it into a five-bed HMO you know because mm -hmm. they can put studios in they can they can really go to town because they pull their money back out on the refinance for us it's quite difficult to match that so we we need to be realistic with what price we're going to get things like that but properties that, you know, potentially, you know, full re-carpet, paint and decorate, new furniture, you know, things like that you need to be looking for. Um, the days of putting in a new kitchen for, it, for in a, into a HMO or something like that, they're gone because mm -hmm. the demand is so high that landlords don't need to. We used to negotiate sort of, let's say, right, we'll put a kitchen in, but we want six months rent free. Landlords don't need to go to that because the demand is there. They'll, they'll rent it tomorrow. So it's it's a fine line but the more bathrooms you can get into a property as well the better you know for both hmo and sa you know it just yeah. drives your price up so yeah i've waffled on there but yeah <laughs> not at all it's give me a give me a, a few things to, to dive into like I, I love how much you deep dive into it i can tell with the um with you saying about different dates and stuff like that again i don't think this is thing I, i've never done any training specifically on sa so I'm probably waffling a little bit, but even when you've said about the first week in January, checking the prices, and then you've got maybe the height of summer, they're going to be two completely different prices, aren't they? So yeah. that, I love that. And I think that's, that's why a mentor is massive because a lot of people think, okay, we'll get this, this month, we'll get this every month. And it definitely, definitely isn't that. 
Um, another question I just want to ask on the rental essays: What is the sort of maximum you would you, you would put into a refurb? Because for me, I, I wouldn't like to be put. I, I've never done rental essay. I, I don't plan on doing it. But for some people, some people may go in and, like you say, put a new kitchen and new bath, which I I personally don't agree with. What 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 would you say is the max amount of money you'd spend on a rental essay? So, I mean, that's uh, it's quite a broad question because it, it does depend on what the property is. You know, if we're mm. talking, I've got one in Manchester that's, uh, I think that sleeps at nine people, you know. Mm. So, you know, we could put a lot more into that because we know we're going to get a lot more out. But generally, what I advise is if you've got anywhere between nothing <laughs> and let's say 4K, you can do a really good HMO. And then with an essay, because the decorations need to be better, furniture needs to be sort of a little bit more stylish, things like that. Excuse me. You need to be looking anywhere from I don't know, three up to, I'd say seven, eight grand, depending on the property. You know, if it's a one bedroom flat, a two bedroom flat, absolutely not. You know, I'm not going to go and spend that amount of money. But then there's another route, route that you can go down and it's something I've had success with and it's the lease options. Mm. So you can take a property on, you know, if there's one there that hasn't rented for a while, is tired, needs some work doing to it, you can open those conversations with the landlord and say, okay, well, I don't want to rent it off you, but I do want to do a lease option with you over five years, because then I am prepared to put in a new kitchen, you know, or, or whatever it is, because ultimately it's going to be my property, you know, so it's, yeah. uh, and that's something I teach my mentor, mentees, it's lease option is quite a nice step because reality is it's very, very similar to rent to rent. It's just at the end of it, you buy it for the price that you've agreed today, you know, and, and that's it. And that's definitely becoming more common now as well with the rate rates are people, landlords wanting to get out and stuff like that. I, a few years ago, I didn't see many, many lease options. Now I'm getting a few people coming to me, you know, that I was interested in maybe two years ago, it's been on the market and they've come back to me and said, listen, have you, have you ever thought maybe creative finance, like a, like a lease option? So they're definitely 100% becoming more popular. Mm. Um, but I think that that's a good point to end on, Matt. It's been brilliant speaking to you. Absolutely. Uh, I, can, I can tell you're a complete expert in your field and, and what you do. And I love the, like I mentioned, I love how much you do deep dive into your, into your thoughts or your thought process around rent to rent. You're not just telling someone, okay, you'll get this a month. You're making sure that they're looking at all avenues and stuff like that. So. To people who are interested in, in your mentoring or, or just want to connect with you, where is the best place to, to find you, Matt? Definitely on uh, on socials. So uh, Facebook, we've got my personal Facebook, so Matt Dare Edwards. Uh, but then we've also got our community, which is the Dare to Win Rent to Rent. Um, so if they just search that, they'll be able to find me. Um, similarly, on Instagram as well, we're there as well. Uh, we have got a TikTok, but we're building it. We're building it. <laughs> it's a completely different kettle of fish, that. But uh, no, really appreciate your time today. It's been uh, it's been good fun. No problem, Matt. And just one last question: Is there really your middle? Is there really your middle name, or is that? It's uh, it's my last name. Yeah, Dare Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I sure when I seen the uh, the the program called Dare, I thought maybe that's just his middle name on Facebook, or but yeah, that's really your your last name. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, I've had uh, I've had a lot of <laughs> fun with that one over the years. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> like i say it's been absolutely brilliant speaking to you i've i've learned a lot just 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 speaking to you so um thanks very much matt and i'll uh yeah well i'm sure we'll keep in touch and it'd be good to have you on maybe next year and see where you're at with things yeah see how the progress goes okay amazing
Thank you very much, Matt. All the best. Thank you. Cheers, mate.